0: Aup up me duck, which is the traditional derby greeting to whoever we meet, whenever we meet them. And no, I don't actually know what aup up me duck means, but who cares? Because what matters is that you're here and I'm here for the Art of Brilliance podcast series five, which is just a little bit different. So in this series, there are no guests. It's just you and I making a weekly commitment to 10 minutes or less. That's 10 minutes maximum per week every week for 52 weeks that you and I are committing to a personal relationship based on happiness and well-being. So time is short, let's crack on. Dear listener, the last two have been a bit heavy, haven't they? So let me let me line it up by. <laughs> this one is heavy, by the way, also. But let me just line it up um, with this. So, so first of all, not all perfumes are vegetarian. Don't know if you knew this. There's a certain type of, type of goat, a musk goat. Clues in the name there. That's earned its name by it, it, by smelling of sheer unadulterated gorgeousness. Now, for the purposes of this story, let's let's work with one of the flock and let's call him, for argument's sake, Jean Paul. Gautier, g- 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 yeah, right, anyway, whatever. Jean Paul is a is a, a highly prized by the perfume trade because a few squirts of of musk from his muskland escalates the price of a kind of channel water to eau de Chanel, and this muskland is connected, right, to Jean Paul's um, male bits down below, right? So. It, it, it's only the boy goats that have got this intoxicating musk. And these glands that are connected to his man bits, they're worth £45,000 on the black market because of the smell is rumoured to be an aphrodisiac. right? True story, true story. Yeah? So 45000 grand a pop, John Paul and his flock are kind of ripe for crossbowing. Right? So they're endangered. Now, of course, Jean Paul Gauthier, he doesn't know any of this. Um, he has no idea that he smells like a like a posh lady's boudoir, um, but I would mean, imagine taking a crossbow bolt to your flank and then having your balls squeezed. It's no wonder these Billy goats are a bit gruff. Okay. Anyway, Jean Paul and his clan they trip-trap around the foothills of the Himalayas, eating moss and dodging arrows. Um, getting their Chanel fur snagged on the thistles and the trees. Now the goats then smell the fragrance and they're entranced, wondering where the smell came from. Um, and John Paul Gauthier and his herd, they spend their entire life in, in pursuit of the heavenly smell when in reality all they actually do had to do was stick their nostrils up close to their own um, manly bits. Not, now, there's a message in there somewhere, that, lads, it's probably not quite as literal as you might think, And unless you're double jointed you're never going to get down there, you know what I'm saying. But I think the message is more ethereal along the lines of the search is over, look within. So it's probably a weird way of getting around to saying that. Um, <laughs> Now this is this is new, isn't it? This look within message. It used to irritate me. Aristotle was writing, and his mates were writing about it back in the day. Um, and then uh, Henry David Thoreau he referred to this when he wrote that most people, and I quote, are leading lives of quiet desperation. So what we end up doing is we paper over the cracks of meaninglessness in our life in various ways. We we seek solace in buying things, don't we? Yeah. So shoes especially. But we throw ourselves headlong into work or a relationship, or we. We feel numb so we go fishing or collecting train numbers or sniffing glue or medicating or drinking our way out of this numbness or eating our way out of this numbness or praying our way out of this numbness. And hence the rise and rise of the oldest happiness trick in a very ancient well-being book which is of course meditation. Which is turning the mind away from the objective content of experience towards where it came from in the first place. Now, meditation is is very simple and very deep at the same time. But remember, what the aim is to catch yourself being the source of your own thinking. It's the aware Meditation essentially is the awareness of being aware. It's it, it's there to try and quieten the shouty bit between your ears. And and if you discover it fleetingly, then you become the creator and experience it of. Of your own thoughts. Right? That, that's essentially what meditation is. And the clever, very clever meditative retort is that if, like me, I haven't got time to sit around pondering nothingness and the meaning of life, then that's when you really need to take time out to do exactly that. Look, hey, I'm not pouring cold water on the most popular happiness remedy on the entire planet. That will be uh, sort of career suicide. The meditation bandwagon is massive. It's in full swing and uh, I've tried it. I've tried it. I'm not saying it doesn't work. If it works for you, fantastic. Keep doing it. It's a technique to quieten your mind down and that's the whole point right there. It's a technique. It's something you have to do whereas what I'm increasingly more interested in is not doing or maybe untechniques. Right. Let me give you an example. Right. So I, I used to work with a guy and he was into meditation big time, so like proper earnestly into meditation, so like two hours a day. He was like an medita—he's like an anorak of meditation. He'd been to, you know, been to China and India, and he'd bore me about all oh, transcendental and qigong, and there was Zen, and then he did body scan. There was all these different types of medication med meditation. Sorry, not medication. I honestly, right, true story. I once ran to his house when he was meditating. He was sitting in his bedroom, omming, and I was just like making himself a cup of tea while I was waiting for his two hours to be up. And I noticed he got angry with his kids while he was meditating. Right? So it's like, well, you guys shut off. I'm trying to meditate. And there's a big fact clue that it's not really working. all right? Because it, it, it's, you think about it. If after meditation, you keep getting angry with your kids, that's because you think your kids are making you angry. And here's the fundamental shift to what we call inside-out nature of thought, or Sydney Banks' inside-out nature of thought, is your kids aren't making you angry. It's the way you're thinking about your kids that's making you angry. That's that's it all the time. This, this subtle shift of emphasis is the magic source of what we call inside-out thinking. It's genius. I'm going to have to do several follow-ups to this. Um, it's this kind of paradoxical mix of the smallest thing that changes, and it's like almost nothing changes, but everything changes. It's a really, really big deal. So, Sydney Bank's three principles of mind, thought, and consciousness, again, I will follow up on this, I promise, it shifts us from an outside-in to an inside out view of the world. Everything's reversed. So instead of raging against the machine, Sidney Banks' insight was that realisation that you are the machine. It's not the point isn't what you're thinking about. The point is that you realize that you are the thinker. Now, I'm just gonna finish it with this because I don't I just wanted to introduce you to to the Sid Banks name and the three principles, mind, thought and consciousness. Just to be clear, let's go back, let's go way back. So Isaac Newton he didn't discover gravity, right? So the apple fell on his head, but gravity was already there. We were kind of soaked in it, aren't we? We always have been. So a caveman, if he kicked a pig's bladder in the air, it came down in exactly the same way that a modern-day football would. It's just that Captain Caveman had never thought it through. He'd never kind of had the insight or the realisation. And in the same way, Sydney Banks, bless him, he didn't invent his so-called three principles. And to be fair to the canny Scotsman, he never claimed the ad. The principles have always been there, hidden in the very best place, like hidden in plain sight. He didn't discover them, he basically uncovered them. And I'm going to leave this one there because basically it's a game changer. The next couple of podcasts I will try to unpick Sid's thinking which will unpick your thinking to make you realise you are the thinker and that every emotion you've ever felt isn't coming from the outside world it's coming from your thinking in this moment that's your plot spoiler I'll enter that and until next time (laughs) happy thinking thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast if you've enjoyed it please subscribe and tell the world a nice review would make our Day. That's the very best way of getting like minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. <laughs> Remember, the world has enough negativity already. So be a lover, not a hater. Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk.